Good morning, everyone. This is Good Medicine is Cheaper Medicine. I'm Shelley Wrench, Administrator at Gabriel Cancer Center, along with Dr. Nash Gabriel, also with the Gabriel Cancer Center. And we want to talk about something this morning um, regarding the cost disparity of various things in healthcare. Um, we want to focus on a couple of areas um, and, and explain to our listeners how can they know and where can they go to find the costs of different procedures and how can they tell high quality even though it might be lower cost? Shari, I tell you what, there is some undertone to what you said. And that undertone we have to really put at the front before we start discussing why we think people should shop for the cheaper. Fact is, in the healthcare industry, there is no correlation between quality of care and the cost. Meaning, in fact, we have reached conclusion that the higher the cost generally correlates with lesser quality of care. Right. I mean, this is your whole book, exactly, and we've talked about this before in other episodes. But I wrote yeah. that book 10 years ago. When I wrote it, everybody thought that I was crazy. Yeah. How could you say that? Of course, that doesn't, mean, and that doesn't mean that if we just spend zero money, we'll be better off health-wise. No, there is the minimum you do. The whole, my, whole, my whole idea was that there are people, institutions, individuals, you name it, who are taking advantage of the system by overutilizing to augment revenues and that overutilization, whether it's testing or medication or whatever, ultimately hurts patients. So you spend more money, you end up hurting more people. Well, how do you define quality? That's the best definition. Yeah, that was way before they even had those graphs out there that showed the variances between high quality and low cost and all the in-between. Now there's so many people out there publishing that type of graph. Right. And where do you fall into it? And like we've talked about it other, on other, other, other episodes as well, you know, with the oncology care model, that's how they're, okay. they're showing us our feedback reports as well. The, the biggest concerns, of course, you and I have and everybody should have is the, the price difference or the variation in the cost has more to do with the monopoly and carving market share than by quality or outcomes. Does that make sense? Give you an example. Um, <clears throat> we just talked recently about the closure of Affinity Hospital and all that. If you are the only hospital in town, you name the price. Because what would people do? What do employer do if you are the only hospital in town? In fact, even if you take if you have two hospitals in town, that's still not as good as if you have three or four to compete. Right? right. If, I, if, if Gabriel Cancer Center was the only place that provides cancer services, potentially we could charge arm and leg. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Where will you go? So, competition is really very important. Unfortunately, the, 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 the forces that force competition have been weakened and even twisted a lot. I'll give you an example. The Medicare, they voluntarily decide that for a given service, 
they will pay higher if the physician is employed by a hospital compared to if independent. I think I mentioned this zillion times on the radio, on TV, wherever. If I decide to sell Gabriel Cancer Center to a hospital, <coughs> keep the staff, Shelley, believe me, you'll be still the administrator, you'll be in charge of billing, you'll be in charge of everything else. At least for temporarily. Temporarily, <laughs> exactly. I stay the oncologist, everything's the same. The minute we remove the word, the, 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 the title, Gabriel Cancer Center, and change it to uh, Affinity Hospital Cancer Center, you call it, like, right, or anything, immediately, Medicare pays, will pay us about 35 to 40% higher rate. Why? Politics. Why, why is yeah. that disparity? Just because, right, um, in fact, there is now the Congress is uh, trying to modify this by saying, well, um, maybe they can, they will, um, they will only be allowed to do that if the physician office is in the hospital campus. Because now, Altman Hospital can buy a, can buy a clinic down south, close to uh, what do you call places like ways like 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 Chillicothe or like uh, Garopolis, those areas, and still they can charge, and they get paid by Medicare those higher rates. The Congress is saying though, that they're still working on that, but that's one area of blatant disparity. Now, believe me. I've talked to politicians about this. We have complained through our organizations. If you remember once, we, there was an executive from one of the major of the blues, I think, where we simply said, why do you do that? His response was, well, hospitals are, hospitals are inefficient, uh, so we need to pay them more. And I said to myself, wow, there you go, market forces. Remember in the book, Good Medicine, Cheaper Medicine, where I made the statement that in America, healthcare system is an island of socialism in an ocean of capitalism. Right. There's nothing else in America that's so, uh, it's not actually socialism, it's even fascism. The government actually is deciding who, pay, who gets paid what, and, their, and their, their, their criteria and their scale is so absurd and so unscientific. You know, I want to bring this all down to a level where we can actually demonstrate to the listeners when they have, uh, say, for example, a CAT scan ordered for them. Where does this all come into play? How, how do we know where to, where to shop or how to shop and figure out, okay, where is my biggest cost savings, where should I go, and what is best for me? So having a CAT scan, say, for example, I have an order for a CAT scan, what's the first thing I should be doing? Um, so you have a CAT scan. Uh, Shall I think I think you should be the one who will answer this because you deal with this more often than I do. But if your family doctor or somebody orders a CAT scan, you need to know, and there is no exaggeration, this guys, it's all public knowledge, and I urge everybody to go and look online. The difference, give you an example, an average, a CAT scan done at a hospital, uh, one body part, like CAT scan of the head, if you have one, or CAT scan of the neck, right? Right. That was a joke, if you had one, by the way. So, Shelley, what was the, the average cost? One body one part. Bo- one body part is around 2000 At the hospitals. At the hospitals. At, at 2000 Right? Right. And Medicare allows maybe half of that. More. But private insurances, probably 
the private insurances, they pay all that, right? Well, they pay a higher percentage. Whereas the same machine, competent radiologist, awesome service in a place like ours, how much is the cost? For one body part, it's around $270. $270. So you're talking about tenfold higher cost. Tenfold, guys, meaning you can get 10 cats cuts done for the price of one. And there is no evidence. Nobody can claim that there is this. In fact, there is difference in the quality of service. When it is done in our place, your parking, your walk from the parking lot to the center is about one minute. If you go to a hospital, it's about ten minutes. When you enter the center, our place, the receptionist Jasmine will say hi, know you by name, and within two three two three minutes, you are directed to where the CAT scan is done. And the report is available within six to eight hours. And you're called. So there is a better service. Yes, and you're called by name. In fact, I was just heading out to yes. to this radio um, recording. That's not like today. when you go to those grocery stores or when, when you pull a number thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 gentleman ch- checking in, Jasmine called him by name, and he said, "You remembered my name? Like <laughs> this was like something outrageous." Right. So even those who claim there's a quality, I think they are right. Superior quality, again, goes by the theme, the book. The book theme, superior quality is actually at a lower cost. So what should people do? Shelley, honestly, I, I think you should ask that, answer that question. Well, the, the major thing, I mean, you did say that it could be the same machine in a different place, you know. But I don't think that people realize that we go through just as rigorous as certification as the hospitals. We have to go through every other year. We have to have investigators in, auditors you know, people looking out for the health and wellness and safety of all of our patients, not only just for the imaging, but because we have imaging on board, we have to go through strict rules and, and certifications and just as much as the hospital does. So uh, I'll, I'll never forget there's been several patients when through this Anthem AIM program, um, which they even took it a step further, which we alluded to before, but AIM called us the, the it's especially program just for oncology patients, they called us about nine years ago and said, we're noticing that at your center, you see patients quicker for their imaging. It's a lower cost. It's high quality. We see that you're all certified and you have one specific radiologist that that reads everything multiple times. So that's better care than having some radiologist that might think something is bigger or smaller than another, right? So they, they asked if we would be part of the, the AIM Specialty Health Program. And of course we did. So what happens is once there's a CAT scan ordered by any, anthem, by any physician for any Anthem patient in the state, Anthem looks to see where that, set, that CAT scan is supposed to be done. And if it's at a hospital or anywhere associated with a hospital, they pick up the phone and they call the patient and they say, do you realize uh, your CAT scan is now supposed to be done at Hospital X? If you go there, your out-of-pocket is going to be $2,000, $1,500 if you've met some of your deductible. Or if you go to Gabriel Cancer Center, their instant imaging center within the location, it's going to cost you $270 or maybe a little bit less if you've met some of your out-of-pocket. How about if your family doctor say, no, I would rather have it done in the hospital? What well, they, do? there's been scare tactics like that. The ordering physician or the family doctor Yeah, but say, they don't mean that in a mean way, the family doctors, right? No, no. But, but They're just ignorant. 
they they don't know or they have to, you know, be accommodating towards the hospital if they're employed by the hospital. There have been a lot of CAT scans that were ordered by a physician who's an employee of the hospital, and then Anthem tries to take it away. So that's when some of those tactics come in and say, you know. Then they become shady then. Then then they they say, oh, well, that can't be the same machine, and, you know, they use that kind of excuse. Right. Um, But, again, as we always say, um, we physicians and the the healthcare industry we have now, it's so expensive that we have to be – I'm not saying we have to compromise care for lower cost now. But we have so many methods to lower cost, which is to the benefit of patients. There is no sense in having all these technologies when we have out of pocket for a patient of $7,000 a year and they can't afford it. I mean, it just doesn't work. So it's our duty, and, and this is a message to the occasional family doctor who is employed by a hospital. They need to know that actually their loyalty is to the patient, number one, number two, number three, probably Loyalty to the hospital should be after loyalty to the devil. Because probably the devil is less interested in making money anyway. Besides the point. But bottom line is, again, as we discussed in the previous program about, the, about, about advertisements and, and so on, bottom line is, educated public is a good and healthy public. And think about it, too. Um Based on, you know, I was thinking, you know, if even if the, the ordering physician who's employed by the hospital, they continue to ignore the patient's financial aspect of it, you know, for those fully insured individuals, that's one thing. It's hurting that individual patient by having to pay that deductible. But then after that, they're fully insured. It really doesn't hurt anyone else. But as everyone knows, we have ties to our, our employers in the area as well. So if those physicians continue to order at their their hospitals that they're employed by, even though the deductible becomes met and the patient isn't hurt, it continues to hurt the employer who is self-funded and is funding all those extra dollars unnecessarily at a hospital rate rather than going to a lower-cost center. Yes. Um, you know, there is one thing... Uh it might sound a little bit off the topic, but I'll explain to you. The board of trustees for a hospital, you're always businessmen, right? Most of them own businesses, and most of them, they want to lower healthcare costs. It's always amazing. When they go to the, to the meeting, they all come out so happy, oh, this year the hospital made more money, not comprehend, comprehending the fact that that was part of their pocket. Um, there's something the public need to know. There is a, 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 a constant a fixed pie of healthcare expenditure in the United States through Medicare and Medicaid. There is no doubt that almost everybody wants to chip part of that pie um, and, and you know benefit from it as much as possible. Right. Right. So everybody would say, I oh, know, let, let's get more money from Medicare to to our area so that we have more jobs. Right. Problem with that one is is that means overutilization, which means hurting patients. That's number one. That's not what we want. That's not what the board of directors of a hospital want to, know, to, to do. If we, if there is, and there is no doubt in my mind, there is hospital administrators who actually 
want to augment utilization so that generate more revenues. The problem with, with other problem with that one is when they do that, you cannot practically and realistically be over-utilizing when it comes to Medicare, Medicaid patients, and be gentle with the local people. No, it's all across the board. Which means, to your point, we are incurring more healthcare costs to our employers. We, the guys who create jobs here, remember, it is those jobs in manufacturing that sustain hospital employment. If we lose Shears and OGI and, and Timken, uh, there will be a lot of people who will leave town, which means the hospitals will be needed less, which means they will need less employment. It's all trickle down. It's all trickle down. I am still thinking, because and the reason I've been talking a lot about the board of directors of the hospitals, they need to take action from now on. They need to be the ones who will watch what is good for the community, not what is good for the hospital. And they need to get there. They need to have more power. They can enforce their power. After all, supposedly, actually they do appoint physicians to medical staff. Well, you know what? That's not their specialty really because most of them are not doctors. In fact, we need more doctors on the boards. I cannot imagine how is it that hospitals are run with board of trustees that they don't have a physician or two. In fact, Mercy, in fact, a few years ago, I discovered they had two physicians on the board, but they were non-voting. Why? Why would you have the most elite, educated, informed, be non-voting members? All that is besides the point. But this tells you about the fundamentals of why there is the, the healthcare system is kind of cracked here and there. Not to mention, you know, over, over-utilization, especially of CAT scanning and imaging is over-radiating. That brings in a whole, that opens a whole can of worms. Explain that. Meaning that you, if, if, a, if a physician is over-utilizing, over-prescribing, ordering CAT scans and MRIs and imaging, the radiation exposure is on overload for the patient. Uh-huh. It's, un, it's unnecessary for the patient to be exposed. And, and you, of all per, people that I know of, are, are really in tune with the, the radiation exposure. So this, in, this, you know, in this category, it's actually really hurting the patient, not just with their pocketbooks. No doubt about that. In fact, you know, when, when, when you go up in the air, you fly an airplane or a balloon or a space shuttle, whatever, the higher you go up, up uh, in, the, in the atmosphere, the more cosmic radiation you get. Studies show that flight attendants and airline pilots have higher risk of cancer than normal population. Really? Because of that tiny little cosmic radiation. Of course, in the scheme of, of massive statistics, even if you increase risk by 20%, that's huge. Um, there is some mischief in the, in, the, in the medical industry in that we try not to allow such studies to be done, meaning, um, let's say, kids, let's say kids who, who, who had x-rays done for their teeth every year, and, uh, and by the way, I don't allow my dentist, I love him dearly, but I don't allow him to take x-ray for my teeth every, every right, year because my teeth that. are good. I look at the mirror every day, they're shiny, they're healthy, I crack really hard nuts with them, I still, they're good teeth, but they still want to do x-rays. 
we have not done longitudinal studies where you look at people and see after 20 years because we don't want to face those facts. Same with actually when you give radiation, when you give chemo. There are long-term side effects that it's, it's really hard to convince the, the elite, the elite medical media, by the way, they also are selective in what they publish. And those things do hurt the public. Yeah, I'm just wondering, shouldn't there be some kind of records um, for radiation exposure that follows a patient? You know, we, we carry our vaccination cards and things like that. There should almost be some kind of of um, documentation for patients to carry with them. So they can say, well, I just had, especially, you know, our patients, they might have had a, a regular normal CAT scan in the office, and then two days later they end up in the ER, and then they want to do another CAT scan. So there should almost be something, a log of radiation exposure that follows a patient to say, wait, 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 I don't want this to be done because I just had it done over here. Um, I I don't know. There should be something that, that tells physicians, wait a minute, this person has had a lot of radiation well, exposure. Again, again Shalia, I think it goes back to the same, to the same theme we, had, we, we, we always have, and that is individual responsibility. If yeah, but we know that even if they say we had a CAT scan somewhere else two days ago, oh, we ha- oh that's not a good oh, machine. Like, or like, like the Cleveland, we need to have our own. Uh, the, the Cleveland Clinic, you have an MRI done here, they go there. Well, our machine is better. Actually, I investigated that once. The machine here was better than their machine. Our machine is better, they, and they, the cost, of course, is twice as much. They have to have their own radiation. But again, this is, um, um, I, I, realize, I realize a lot of patients are not forceful enough to be... To put their foot down. To put their foot down. And, and just be, say no. Um, it, it, yeah, it is. I mean, I know when I first, and I told my dentist, I don't want x-ray for my teeth. They start looking at each other like, this guy is a moron. Uh, no, honey. Now, uh, I don't like exposure. And it was Michael. In fact, he was 10, 11 years old. When I went to him, I told him, you don't do x-ray for my son. And if next time you do it, without my knowledge, uh, that's a problem. The question you're raising is, do, do we have, in fact, radiologists and radiologist technicians, they do have a little uh, uh, counter that counts how much radiation they've yeah. been exposed to. Uh, but we should be able also to do it for, for, for everybody that you calculate the dose. That, that should be calculatable. And it is important that, if we, that we do studies and look at the long term. Are we creating damage? We know when we give radiation for cancer, we do create damage. We create more cancer. We create heart attacks. And that's why it's important for us as clinicians to balance the benefit versus the risk. Well, what about patients thinking about the double-hit theory? What about patients who are already predisposed to having some type of cancer that now when exposed, you hit one gene and all of a sudden you hit the other gene Uh, with radiation? Yeah. Uh, I can assure you, Shelley, if we do such a study, there is no doubt what you said will be proven accurate. Meaning, if we, if we go and, and, and take like 10,000 people who have been exposed to, to x-rays and look into their risk of getting cancers, we will find out that those who have a family history of cancer, which means they have a mutation, that their risk will be higher and even at a younger age. 
Who will pay for a study like this, Shelley? That's a problem. Not the makers of X-ray machines, right? No. Not GE or not Toshiba, no. They, they, um, the U.S. government, uh, well, you know what? The U.S. Government, government is more interested in spending 50, 60 million dollars on investigating something that is up in the air uh, because that's what they want rather than spend money on a project like this. So, again, without blaming anybody, look at yourself first. Right? Right. No one looks out for you other than you. Yes. Um, there was a commercial uh, on, on, the ra- on the TV yesterday, which I loved. We said, ask not, technology can do- ask not what technology can do for you. Ask what you can do with technology. Right. Um, we can say the same thing. Ask not what information can do for you. Ask what you do with the information. Gather information and act on it. And don't be gullible that you, you do everything people tell you without questioning yourself. After all, knowledge is free. When we were kids, I would walk one mile to go to a library that only opens in the wintertime, not in the summer, in my hometown, al in Iraq. Now, you know what? You click on your cell phone and you get all the information in the world. It's amazing. We should use that knowledge. Exactly. Well, I want to take a minute to explain to our listeners a little bit more about the instant imaging that we do have at our our center. Um, We do see patients very, very quickly. We accept all insurances, even no insurance patients, patients without insurance. Um, The best thing to do is if you have an order, you call Gabriel Cancer Center, and we will get you in, and you will have be met at the door with by Jasmine with a smile on her face and by name and be taken care of by people who really care. Uh, you don't have to have a bus that takes you from the parking lot to the front door. You can walk in. And uh, we, we always discuss up front what your copay or out-of-pocket is going to be before we do any imaging. It's not some, some unknown or we're totally transparent. Before any imaging is done, we always discuss the cost. First. Actually, we are transparent because we expect people will do their due diligence. Right? We want, we want to make sure that when people do, do their due diligence that they see that we, that we are not doing anything that's not in accordance with their best interest. Exactly. We're ACR accredited just like everyone else. All, our staff are all accredited, the machine, the radiologists, the physicians, everything. How about this, Shelley? I don't think you also mentioned that they actually will, will get the result right away and they will see the image themselves. Exactly. They, they can be re-roomed right afterwards and have a discussion with you. If we happen to have a prior CAT scan done on the same body part, we actually split the screen. You go over what you see and actually show the, the, the patients. So the patients can actually see firsthand, especially the cancer patients, what they're dealing with. They can actually see their enemy right in front of their eyes. Is, is the enemy going, you know, being taken care of? Are they being killed? Or is the enemy coming more forceful? And do I need to up my treatment? Or I'm willing to finish my treatment based on what they're seeing in front of their eyes? You know, Shelley, we have done a lot of good things in the last 25, 30 years. But I tell you what, if I rank the important ones, CAT scan, buying CAT scan has been one of the best because the, the convenience to patients, the lower cost, and the patient satisfaction, and just the fact when I, when I share the images with the patients on the computer, it's amazing. 
Well, that wraps up our show. Um, see you all next week, and you can find all of our prior episodes at abrilcancercenter.com. Thank you. <laughs>